Hello there, Meow Mentors. It's Cat Lady Justin, and this is the Kitty Boss, where you pick, pamper, and protect your practically perfect pussycat for a lifetime of unconditional love. Today is our New Year's special. Let me adjust the camera real quick, guys. Uh, it is not New Year's, obviously. It's well past that time. Uh, but we are celebrating our New Year and various things such as resolutions. And one big thing we were going to talk about is uh, breaking bad habits, but not yours, or maybe yours, we'll talk about yours too, but your cat's bad habits, because uh, everybody's got things they wish the cat didn't do, and we'll talk about how to go about doing that, and instilling good positive habits in your cats, like, for example, uh, I take my cats outside, supervised, and then they'll go in the house on command, they did it today, both of them, Emily, go inside, Charlotte, inside, and Oof, they go. They need a little encouragement. So like, go on, go on. But they'll go on command, which is really cool. So how do we get them to do that? Well, we'll talk about that during the episode today. And we have a very special guest that I'm excited about. So without further, oh, well, with further ado, one second, <laughs> I have somebody here saying everything you always wanted to know about cats and more with Justin and the very fabulous Dr. Rachel. Have a great show. So on that note, uh, actually, uh, Doc, <laughs> Michael Parrod, uh, gave you an intro it's there on the screen everything you always wanted to know about cats and more with justin and the very fabulous dr rachel have a great show thank you very very much so i'm sure we'll have a great show so dr rachel happy new year and great to see you welcome to the show happy new year thanks here we go i'm ready from michael parrot dr uh, rachel geller biggest fan yes we know and she does too and we appreciate it and are so grateful so let's bring on our our special guest uh who is a very special person who does have an affinity for cats and one of the things uh he does is he's a holistic practitioner named juan darjan and uh i'll tell you in a minute why he's here even though he's not an a strictly cat and nothing else uh type of person uh, the reason is, is that uh, for me at least, this is my uh, experience and opinion. Your energy affects your cats more than you think. So having someone who can help you to feel good, both uh, physically, emotionally, and energetically, will help your cats too. Everybody knows, Dr. Rachel. I'm sure you could confirm. Your cat knows when you're stressed. Your cat knows when you're off. Do they want to help you? Yes. Can they help you? Yes. They have healing powers, which are not magical. They're scientifically proven these days. Uh, and Juan can help you as well. So he's here to talk about that. Help you help your cats. Uh, happy Mew Year. <laughs> yes. Paul <laughs> Bear. Happy, happy Mew Year to you too. Thank you very much. So welcome you. to the show, Juan. It's, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to have you here. So welcome to the show. Thank you. It's, a, it's an honor and privilege. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> So um, let's uh, let's get into it then, and let's talk about uh, the new year and cats and New Year's resolutions. What what that might that look like for a cat? Well, your cat probably doesn't sit there and think, "Okay, this year I'm going to lose weight," or "This year I'm going to make more money." Okay, that's fine. You might have some New Year's resolutions for your cat. This year, Mike, I'm going to get the cat to stop scratching the sofa or get the cat to stop jumping up on the counter or get the cat not to knock down the Christmas. Oh no, we talked about that already last month. Never mind. No Christmas tree discussions, please. Uh, but 
cats sometimes have bad habits, whether it's related to the litter box or whether it's related to behavior or whether it's related to interaction with people, interaction with other cats, uh, children, and all of that. So um, it's a big topic, but let's try and take a, a view for it uh, of how might we start fix those bad habits with the cats. Dr. Rachel? Well, I think the number one way we need to begin if our cats are engaging in behaviors that we find inappropriate is to realize that from the cat's perspective, um, they're not doing anything wrong. So cats don't think of right or wrong or good or bad or behaving well or behaving badly the way we humans do. So if your cat is behaving in a way that you don't like, the reason is there is some problem that that cat has in her environment, and she is trying to solve that problem as a cat. So it's really something if we're talking about resolutions and we want the cat to change her behavior, often we humans have to figure out a way to change our behavior or to change something that we are doing as well. So it, it goes hand in hand. So for example, yeah. let's say mm -hmm. your cat is um, scratching the, the couch, not her scratching post. Well, she's solving a problem, right? She feels like she doesn't have a good place to scratch. Um, maybe your scratching post isn't tall enough. Maybe it's not the right texture. Maybe it's not in the right location. There could be all kinds of reasons why your cat doesn't want to use the scratching post that you have provided. So she's using something as an alternative because what she has isn't working for her. So often it takes a little bit of detective work to figure out what isn't meeting the cat's needs and what we can do to help. So cats don't really um, misbehave. They don't act badly on purpose. They need to fulfill certain basic instincts and needs. If they can't fulfill it one way, they're going to fulfill it another way. Yeah, and, and I'd like to add that uh, how not to fix your cat's bad behavior, and that is through punishment. Yes. So the, the one thing we don't want to do is punish the cat, and that includes spraying it with a spritzer bottle, that includes uh, hitting it, slapping it, spanking it. All of that does not work with cats, no. because the only thing that teaches the cat is to be afraid of you and it spoils and ruins your relationship with the cat. It means that the cat it doesn't have that loving, trusting relationship anymore. It has a fearful one. Okay, I guess that might work for some people. Some people do that with their kids, right? Uh, they have that relationship. However, I, I don't think that's ideal. I don't think you get a cat because you want it to be afraid of you and avoid you at all costs. I think you get a cat because you want cuddles and you want affection and unconditional love. Hope so. And so that is really uh, the one thing that I would add is do yeah. not punish the cat right. because it doesn't work. Because here's what will happen. The cat jumps on the counter. You spray it. You spank it, it, it. It's afraid. It sees you. It doesn't go on the counter. But when you're not looking, when you're it's asleep, it's always on the counter. Right. And here's Guaranteed. the thing, right? Punishments don't work because you need to give a cat a reason to like her behavior. And you need to give a cat an alternative to the behavior that you don't want. So I say this all the time. Um, if you spray your cat with a water bottle, all you're going to get is a wet cat who's afraid of you and will wait for the next time you're not there to jump up on that counter again. Because yep. he's not jumping up on the counter to be bad. Cats jump onto high places because they look at their worlds vertically 
vertical space is important to a cat. So if you're not providing enough elevated options and vertical space, that counter is there as an opportunity for your cat to get that elevation that that is in that cat's instinct that that cat needs. So if you don't want your cat to go on the counter, provide enticing alternatives. You can deter and redirect at the same time, but punishments will not work. They're not doing anything bad in their minds. Absolutely. And so uh, let's talk about another thing. So uh, when our cat is doing something naughty, sometimes, sometimes that gets us extremely irritated. That sometimes really bothers us. And we have sometimes, not always, not me, uh, trouble regulating our emotions. And sometimes the spank or the spray or the thing is not so much because I'm uh, objectively teaching the cat a lesson. It's because I'm taking out my frustration on the cat. And this is where Juan comes in. If you could give us a few tips on our own emotional and energetic regulation so that we don't take out our frustrations and stress on the cat. Definitely. And uh, not only do we tend to do that, but we are a lot of time unaware of it. We are unaware of that behavior. And uh, what I would say, it's like it's the same like when you address somebody, a child or anything else, is like before you do anything, step back, take a deep breath and look at the situation. It's very simple, but we tend not to do it. We tend to react on the moment instead of taking action for what's going on. So, so the breathing is, a, is a, the breathing is a key thing is to take a deep right. breath because when we're stressed we tend to breathe like we tend to breathe more shallow and more rapidly so if we stop pause take a deep breath that gives us that second or two to recollect our thoughts and maybe uh think twice about what we're about to do is that is that what i'm getting at as what we're getting at here definitely and uh... I, I am a very big proponent of breathing. Unfortunately, I have seen, uh, having dealt with uh, quite a few people, we have learned not to breathe properly. And uh, what I, when I say that is like most, the, uh, we say majority of people breathe with using their intercostal muscle, whereas we are meant to breathe with our diaphragm. Like, Justine, I believe you, you know that when uh, you're singing or you're performing, you breathe, you, you breathe with your diaphragm. Singers, athletes, and dancers know that. Unfortunately, I mean, why do you think my voice sounds so hypnotic and great? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, I, I do, I am aware of that, yes. I, I am not a professional singer, but I do have to do some singing in certain contexts outside of this, which I don't need to talk about because that'll take up another whole show. Uh, but I also uh, try to do the, you know, breathe with the diaphragm, and I do a few exercises, which I learned from a mutual friend of ours um, mm -hmm. uh, about uh, right, right before I start speaking, and we go on here to make sure that my voice is at its best. Not that I'm Anthony Hopkins or Sir Christopher Lee or any one of these legends who have the most amazing voices ever uh, or Meryl Streep or any of these people. 
However, it's 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 the best that it can be. My voice is off op- is optimal for the instrument that I I have. And actually, we should have we should have uh, our friend Dr. Gabriela on on this show as a guest on another episode because she is actually also an ex- a, a major cat lover. In addition to being a legendary opera singer and teacher, but in any case, that I, I digress. There, we 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 both know her, uh, so. The, the breathing is important, and I definitely appreciate that. Um, I'd like to um, take a moment to, uh, in the middle of the show today, to let everybody know that um, when we're talking about behavior, we're talking about Dr. Rachel Geller's uh, behavioral services. And, and Juan, I'm sure you'd be surprised to know how much uh, her services cost, because Dr. Rachel Cat Behavior is free of charge. She does this because she's so passionate about keeping a thousand cats in their home every single year that she offers what she does with no money coming into her. And her books that are bestsellers, she donates 100% of the profits to local, not controversial national charities where 90% of the money goes to buy the CEO a jet, but to local shelters and charities that help real people and real cats. And so she is an absolute philanthropist and benevolent soul who does this. I, I did ask her on, on one of our early, early episodes years ago why she does that, how she can afford to do that. So that's not a relevant thing. The relevant thing is that's what she does. And so what I tell people is if you're thinking about surrendering your cat or abandoning it or whatever, however you want it, she puts it so politely. She's so lovely. Surrendering your cat. I condemn these jerks who abandon their cat. But in any case, that's Dr. Rachel. And so uh, I, I tell people, go to Dr. Rachel Cat Behavior, which is R-A-C-H-E-L, spelled that way, Dr. Rachel Cat Behavior.com. But anyway, we can all connect on social media and find each other very easily because booking a session with her costs nothing. And so I, I just wanted to take this moment to digress and let everybody know of that phenomenal thing that's there because I'm not selling anything. It's free. So I think that's amazing. And, and, and karmically... You could have nothing better than that for your cat karma. So, Dr. Rachel, I, I just shared that with the world so that they would know that they do not have to surrender their cat right away. They can first give it a chance, see what you can do for them. And you know what? You're pretty good at what you do. So so we have that. And look at that. Wow to Dr. Rachel. That's what I say because, uh, you know, it's, it's really, you know, whether uh, it's affordable or not to do it, even if it is affordable to do it, because many people could do that kind of thing. Many people choose not to do that. They choose to be compensated. And I don't condemn people who do that either, because we have lots of friends who are professional cat behaviorists who do charge for their services. And they're fantastic, and they do a good thing in the world, and they should be paid. Yes. And so it's not a condemnation. It's just a, a, a special thing that our Dr. Rachel does. And I saw that you brought a, a guest with you, a fourth unplanned guest who is a little black and furry. I so do. Uh, I have a little baby who's been on my lap. Oh, yes. There you go. Hi. Uh, yes. <laughs> extra, an extra guest star for today's episode. Yeah. And mine are here. Yeah, mine are here in the room. Uh, Charlotte is lounging under the radiator, and Emily is she's lounging across the room over there about uh, 15, 20, it's, it's a big room, uh, 20 feet away from me on her favorite sort of woolen woolen thing. So I won't be enticing them to come here because they are really comfortable and cozy. Yeah. However, uh, another quick uh, 
digression before we move on. I am wearing one of my uh, holiday presents. I love that. Presents for the year. And it is extremely soft and furry. However, uh, the the real reason I bought it is because uh, I don't know if anyone saw the picture I shared on my Instagram uh, and and social media uh, of me holding Charlotte because I match Charlotte perfectly. This is actually a calico tortoise shell pattern of a coat. So I'm like a giant Charlotte. Uh, I'm dressed as it's like a Halloween could be a Halloween. I could go as Charlotte, but this is uh, this was a, a present, uh, and so I'm wearing it today because it's it's great and it's warm and cozy. All right, so um, that's uh, <laughs> enough fun stuff. Not that it's all not fun when it comes to cats, but let's go back to talking about habits and cats, as because you know it's New Year's, New Year's resolutions, la la la, and. One of the things is, so we talked about breaking the bad habits. We talked about uh, what not to do, obviously, and we got some tips on what to do. But now let's talk about instilling a good habit. Like uh, uh, you, you want the cat to start sleeping in this spot, or you want the cat to start using the litter box consistently. In other words, how to train a cat. So I mean, it, we could, we could, you could, you could create a course about this, right? That would be probably a, a three-hour course. Yes. It would, it's not that complex. I don't want people to think the last thing this show is designed to do is to make you think that uh, cats are from hell, <laughs> like that <laughs> other famous guy. Uh, very rarely cats are like that. It makes for awesome television, but that is the exception rather than the rule. Most cats are absolutely not like that. They're easy. Uh, there's an easy way to do it, but. That's what we talk about. So let's talk a, a few tips about the easy way to train a cat. Obviously, you've trained your cat to uh, move its tail across <laughs> across the screen uh, to keep us company and to keep us entertained. So, Dr. Rachel, let's talk about that. Okay. Well, they're two very different things. So if you want your cat to use a litter box, it's a whole different scenario than maybe getting your cat used to sitting next to you or on your lap or so forth. But, you know, for the litter box, you really need to make sure that the litter box meets the cat's need. It needs to be in a um, a safe, secure location. We we usually prefer uncovered boxes because cats like to have a clear visual field. We want to make sure the li- the litter isn't too perfumey because we want it to replicate what a cat might find outdoors and so forth. Like you said, that could be. I mean, I have a forty five minute video on how to create the proper you know litter box setup and how to have litter box compliance it's a little bit and where of a- where would they find that video on your youtube on my youtube or on my website which you had up before drrachelcatbehavior.com i provide everything as you said free of charge anybody can go on that website access the video share them if you'd like i'm very it's not a word but i'm very sherry with everything that i create <laughs> so it's there it's there for you to use if you want your cat to do something fun you know you want your cat to sit next to you on the couch or, or something like that. The best way to do things like that is slowly, gradually, incrementally, and include positive reinforcement and rewards. So say you want your cat to sit next to you on the couch. Um, a great way to start is to, when your cat's maybe lounging or otherwise very relaxed, sit next to that cat and gently move her onto your lap. If she squirms, if she meows, if she's not happy, let her go and wait for the next time to try again. But routinely, you know, when your cat is sleeping and relaxed, try to bring her over onto your lap. If she does stay, now we want to reward her with something positive and pleasurable. 
If your cat is food motivated, you could use food. If she's not food food motivated, you could brush her or give her a catnip or give her a cat grass or give her catnip infused tissue paper. Whatever your cat finds enticing, and if you do this regularly, eventually you can get your cat to sit next to you or to sit on. Your lap, but the key is you want to go at the cat's pace and let the cat set the pace of the interaction. So if the cat wants to go off your lap, let her go.、Um, as Juan said before, don't be upset. You know, keep it cool, keep it calm, no big deal, and wait for the next time to try again.、Um, you can also pick up your cat to bring her to something pleasurable, like pick up your cat to bring her to her food, things like that. So when you want your cat to do a particular Um, action. It's always best to use positive reinforcement.、Um, use your voice in a soothing tone, but also you don't want to overwhelm your cat. So whatever the end goal is, you don't want to present that all at once. That's actually known as the term for that is flooding. You're overwhelming your cat. You're flooding her with too much. So think about what that goal is that you're working towards, and start off with a little piece and go step by step by step, like. I always give this example. If I was say like you have a friend who's terrified of spiders, you wouldn't get her to get over her fear of spiders by telling her to jump into like a vat full of spiders. But if I placed one little spider on my hand and maybe stood like ten feet away and got her used to that first, that could be a starting point. So think about what it is you want your cat to do. If you want to be able to pick up your cat, you don't want to start with going down to the floor and picking up your cat all the way, you know, to your chest height. You might start with just picking that cat up an inch off the floor, putting her back down, and then rewarding her for food. So think、um, structure, think gradual, think incremental, and think rewards and positive enforcement. Positive I think that's great, and that goes for、uh, lots of things. Yes.、Um, I mean, next month we'll talk obviously because it's be Valentine's Day. We'll talk about introducing cats. Oh yes. Cat relationships, but not this month. And I think it'll be very similar、uh, in terms of strategy for for doing that. But th- th- again, that's just for、uh, foreshadowing for next month.、Uh, but this month we're talking about these habits. So if I let's say for example, I want to get my cat to、uh, sleep in the bed,、um, and so the best thing to do is not to try and like chain it down or put、right. a leash on it and, and, and force it to do that, but to you know bring it. Onto the bed, or maybe spray some catnip spray or something to attract it onto the bed, and, and give it some nice time on there, and, and maybe give it a little treat, Food. whatever. It doesn't stay that long; it goes away, whatever. And then gradually hope, you know, increase the time that you're、yeah. spending together doing that. So、yes. I think that's、uh, that's kind of, I mean, what I've understood from that.、Uh, so let's talk to、uh, Juan a little bit now, because、um, when it comes to instilling good habits. Uh, we also need good habits in terms of how we treat and approach our cat. What expectations we have of the cat, you know, like、uh, we're not like like all cats are different. So you know, Dr. Rachel talked about rewarding a cat, right? And so my two cats. So Emily loves being brushed. So for her, brushing itself is a reward. Once you start, she never wants to stop. Charlotte. Doesn't like it. She'll tolerate it for you know a few minutes and that's it. So for Emily, brushing is a reward. For Charlotte, brushing is not a reward. She needs to be rewarded when after I brush her. Whereas Emily does not need to be rewarded after I brush her. She loves the brushing. It is the reward. So cats are very individual, 
and they're very different. And we need to be observant and, uh, and aware enough to notice those differences and what is going to do that. So how, how can we perhaps be more in tune with the energy of our cats and, and be more aware? Do you have any tips on, on that, on how we can open our eyes a bit? Oh, definitely. Uh, I would not say definitely for this one, <laughs> since I'm not a cat expert. No, but I mean, but from, from us, observing to, my, to I'm observing my, my cat. I do have a cat, actually. Her name is Boo. Oh, not and, here, is uh, The, we are, we have not really trained her, but she is a pretty much well-behaved cat, if you want. And she will come by, and uh, if she wants to sit by me when I'm watching TV, she will just come by and be there, sort of asking permission until I tap on on the chair. That when she will jump on. Oh, nice. Okay. And, mm -hmm. But uh, for for. for to come back to your question, it is, I would say, first we need to remember cats are not human. I think that's a, a thing that a lot of people forget. They want to make their cat behave as human. They are not human, first thing I would say. Yeah. And so, and understand, okay, is this behavior really something uh, out of ordinary, which is not part of a normal behavior for a cat, or is it something that I want my cat to do? Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, those are two different things. It's like if uh, if a cat is behaving uh, differently, there might be something there that causing that behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, from an energetic point of view, cat are very perceptive perceptive of energy so they could uh, and uh, not being, being too woo -woo, our environment the energy in our environment change constantly as human we are not aware of this but cats which are very perceptive animal are aware of it you will see cats sometimes just out of a sudden stop and uh, look at something like staring at something or just doing something and stop and look somewhere else for a moment. And what may have happened, I'm not suggesting that it's happening, but what may happen at that point is that there's a shift in energy around. And now that as they are perceived or they depict that, that shift very easily, and uh, they can uh, they can observe that so by observing your cat is like uh, i would say first observe your cat make sure that whatever you want to to change is part of the cat behavior instill a good behavior instead of a what i would say bad behavior because again there is no such thing as good and bad in a behavior of a cat <laughs> That, that's the first thing. The next thing is also be aware of that, okay, uh, there are things that the cat can perceive and we as human, we cannot perceive. And from, from that, then try to uh, get some help. Get some help on understanding what, what you want to do and uh, 
if this is uh, something that will make your cat happy because eventually that's what we want is to have an, a happy pet or a happy companion around around the house not some uh, another being which... so how can we yes so so on that note you've just uh sparked a question in my mind so what's what's like one thing that we could do to protect our cats when we're feeling off so 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 if i'm uh you know in a state how can i protect my cat from me which hopefully doesn't happen a lot but it might happen sometimes okay if you're if, if you're in an agitated uh, your cat will pick that up first before you do if you're agitate agitated or something your cat behavior is going to change and very likely the cat uh behaviors uh will tend to be is more protective to you than you think it is Mm-hmm. Cat, uh, your uh, your your cat companion is more protective of you than you are of uh, of that of that uh, animal. Okay, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, so, yeah, so they picking up on that energy. They will try. Uh, they um they are said to be uh, energetic sponge. If you want, I don't know. If yes, you've I've heard, heard that, that from. From a Reiki master, yeah, that they they kind of take your negative energy or that some negative right. energy they, they away, t- and they, they will pull the the the. They are like a sponge and a and a filter, if you want. They will pull that uh, energy, that bad bad vibration, because energy, what energy is, is vibration. And we are when we are angry or something like this, or agitated, it's our vibration is very low. Mm-hmm. So they will pull up that low energy if they are around, and we allow them to be around. And they will pull up that energy and then filter it so to the point where it will bring up a, a higher energy in the, in the environment. So really, what we want to do is we don't really want to do anything to the to the cat. Actually, we want the cat to do something to us, which. Which may not may we may not think of, of as something mm-hmm. that we we should do, but let the cat behave the way they want to behave, and be aware. Okay, we, we, I'm agitated. I'm not going to take that uh, that agitation or that anger on my cat, but let my cat help me cool down if you want. Okay, so the cat can help you cool down, which I know you know when I'm stressed. There's nothing. Nothing as therapeutic as a, a cuddle, a purr, and maybe sometimes even my cats let me do this and they like it, burying my face in their belly and and just uh, smelling the cat. I, I, is there something for me? It calms my system down. And I, I know it sounds weird, but I, I shared it with someone else and she said, no, I do that too. I smell, I sniff my cat. So, so some people are allergic to cat dander and stuff. Whereas for me, it's like healing for me. It, it's a de-stressing thing. I, I just, I inhale deeply my cat, you know, uh, <laughs> either one of them. And I just, they, they smell good and they're clean and I, I don't know. So, so they, they are, they are helpful in, in, in healing. Uh, so that's, uh, that's really great uh, to know. So we are uh, sort of towards the end of the show. So before, I don't want to forget, we have uh from Mark Golden, Dr. Geller is in her retirement, still involved with making people's lives better. A happy cat means a happy cat parent. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, people yes. always are surprised to hear that because Dr. Rachel 
doesn't visually appear like a retired person stereotypically appears uh but she she is retired and that's 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 the secret that's how she can afford to do that uh and uh, and so that's great so thank you for sharing that uh juan that's very very helpful advice on regulating our emotions and, and all of that and so let's uh, wrap up our show today uh with um dr rachel and saying uh oops, let me i want to do this there we go and let's say do you have anything that you would like to say or to even ask my uh Juan or just tell us and inform us for the new year um and then the last thing i'm going to ask everyone to do before dr rachel has her final say is uh i'm going to put you on the spot and ask you for one you could call it a new year's resolution but that's kind of a silly thing because most people break them anyway although i but one thing that you would like or you would wish or you would dream it can be whatever level you want so it can be a level of i'm absolutely doing this or it could be a pie in the sky i wish the world was a better place it, it, anything you want but just one thing that for 2024 this is the year that it is that that you would like to see so uh, so first of all dr rachel is there anything you would like to leave us with or ask well i would just wanted to um kind of jump on what one was saying about cats and and, mm -hmm. and you know how they do they perceive our stress they perceive our energy um and then you know they do want to help us and so just a couple things that we can do to help them as well is um we can always use synthetic pheromone products to um which are scent based and help calm our cats and it it just tricks the cat to thinking that they've already deposited their feel-good chemicals and that can help a cat who is agitated or upset. And then I'm gonna throw out my favorite thing. Anybody who ever follows me on my cat behavior knows what a proponent of interactive play with a fishing pole type toy I am. So not only is it like the best way to de-stress your cat, if your cat is agitated or upset because she's sensing your angst or upset or agitation, that is the best way to for a cat to release tension but not only that, it's a great way for humans to release their tension and anxiety as well. So your cat is releasing, you know, her concerns, her tension, you're releasing your anxiety. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. That's that's true. Play is can be a form of therapy. So yes. uh and, and very effective. You'd be surprised how effective you would be it surprised can how powerful be yeah. to 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 bring that spirit of play yes. into your world and actually what's what's interesting which i've noticed is that the more let's say detached you are from that spirit of play let's say for whatever reason life dealt you hard circumstances or you're older and just don't think adults should be playing or whatever it is that's going on with you that's made you detach from that spirit of play and not connect to it for a very long time the more you're detached, the more if you go ahead and reintroduce it with some kind of game or with your pet or just, you know, with yourself, the more therapeutic it is. Yes. So so it's just it's just it's not something that you can. It's it's like Dr. Rachel said, everybody wins. So everybody I think that's wins. really, really amazing. Yes. So um, let's get started with our uh, we'll end the show with sort of one thing uh that you uh either wish or a goal or a resolution and any level of commitment that you want to make there's no pressure here 
Uh, and if it's nothing and you just want to be, that's fine too. So uh, why don't our, our special one-time guest, Juan, why don't you get us started with like, like what's one thing for 2024 that you, you, you'd like to be, do, or have? Well, I wish I could uh, reach more people and uh, just let them understand that one thing that I'm very, very, very passionate about is to breathe properly. Because once you breathe properly, your energetic is going up all the time. So let's breathe get our breathing, breathing right. And on yes. that note, you have a question from Paul Bear. Does Juan deal with pets or humans in Europe via Skype? I think I know the answer to that. But Juan, would you like to, to answer Paul uh, Paul's question? Uh, yes, Paul, I am not a pet practitioner. I deal entirely with human and I do deal with, uh, I can uh, I, I can have a consult with uh, anybody anywhere in the world. If yeah. you have so Skype the answer is Europe Zoom, via Skype, yes. yes. Uh, pets, no. Humans, yes. Uh, but like I said before, uh, Juan is a cat owner himself, a meow mentor in his own right. And uh, I, I, I firmly believe, because everybody knows this, is that your energy, your state, your feelings, your emotion has an effect on the cat. We all know this. And so that's another reason is here. So it, it's very, very important. Here's a quick example before before I share mine. Uh, I used to get some work done with, uh, with uh, oh, Paul says thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for asking that question. Is I used to get some treatment called bioenergetic synchronization treatment, best BEST treatments. And what was interesting about these treatments for stress, a number of years ago, about 10 years ago for stress, is that they would work really well, at, at, but they would immediately trigger my cats into bizarre behavior that they didn't do before. So like I'd have this session and, and then the cats would be weird. And it's like, well, that's annoying. So what I started doing right away is asking the practitioner, would she mind automatically and always doing a pet best treatment and reserving all of our uh, sessions, like the last, I don't know, five, 10 minutes of them to treat pets because she did pets. She doesn't, she no longer practices this. Uh, so you'd have to, and you're on your own with that. But I'm just saying that I used to get this treatment and the first time I called and I said, hey, can you do a treatment on my cats? And I paid for it separately. But then after that, every subsequent treatment, and I've, I've only ever done about eight or nine of them. So I, I didn't need any more. Um, I would always make sure that there was time out of my, my session reserved for the cats. And the behavior never became bad again. It never triggered them again. So it, they're very sensitive. And they're very in tune with you and they connect with you uh, on, on, a, on a deep level when they are your pets and you are their human. And so it's really, really important. So uh, Juan, thank you very much. Guys, remember breathing. And if you need to learn how to breathe, there are places you can go to learn various breathing techniques. It's but very simple. I suggest that you call, uh, that you check out Juan, you connect with him, just Ask me on social media. If you're listening to this, you know where I am. Send me a DM. Doesn't matter whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere. 
and I'll, I'll connect you with Juan and you can, you can do that. It's not, it's not sending me any money or any of that. So, so there's that part. Um, Paul says, thank you all for your valuable. Thank you again. I appreciate that comment. Uh, and I thank you also for listening and always participating. That makes all the difference to make this an awesome show. So I will, uh, actually, no, let's Dr. Rachel go first and then I'll close up and share mine. So Dr. Rachel, what's one thing, let's say a new year's resolution or anything. Well, if I can be pie in the sky. So I, you know, everyone who listens to the show knows how involved I am with surrender prevention and keeping cats in their homes. And I do offer four times a year, a course Mm -hmm. to become certified as a surrender prevention specialist. And you don't have to be a cat behaviorist. The course is, is geared towards anybody. It's geared towards people who work in shelters, geared towards people who volunteer in in shelters, people who do um, rescue, TNR, everything. It's a real course with a real certification and real exam. It's approved by the National um, Animal Control Organization to get CE credits. And Mm -hmm. um, the course is only $10, which I do through Community Cats podcast, and that's just to cover their costs of producing it. But nobody has to pay if they can't afford it. Scholarships are available through Maddie's Fund. So pie in the sky. I just wish as many people as possible would take the course, learn about surrender prevention, be part of the solution and be part of keeping cats in their homes. Awesome. Thank you so much. And and I guess it's only fair that I share mine before we actually end the show, just so you guys can hear it. Um, so everybody knows that one of my dreams with my uh, entire kitty. Bo- so when the kitty boss finishes and Justin goes to the litter box in the sky, <laughs> when he goes to the cat tree in the sky, not the litter box in the ground, but goes to the cat tree in the sky, I'd like a million more cats to to find a loving home uh, because the pet population is incredibly overcrowded with cats that are unwanted and in shelters right now. And that breaks my heart. So uh, I'd like my whole life to be dedicated to that. But in 2024, in 2024, my dream is for the kitty boss to really get off the ground in terms of people who are listening, watching, following, and just subscribing to what it is that we do. We've got hundreds now, and I'm very proud of that. And I love all of you that are listening, watching, and participating. But I would like 2024 to take us to the thousands. That would be my goal this particular year. And then we go from there. So thank you, Juan. Thank you, Dr. Rachel. It's been a pleasure. Happy New Year to you. Happy and New Year. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up in a few minutes after I close the show. So that's it, Meow Mentors. I'm Cat Lady Justin. This is the Kitty Boss, where we pick, pamper, and protect your practically perfect pussycat for a lifetime of unconditional love. This is probably the last day of 2024 where you can say this. So I'm going to wish everybody a happy Mew year. <laughs>